Aprovecha los precios más bajos de la temporada de JCPenney. Como toallas de baño Home Expressions Quick Dry a solo $4.88. Y encuentra aún más ahorros en botas para damas y jeans para él y ella de marcas como St. John's Bay, Mutual Weave, Arizona y más. Comenzando en $21.88 cada uno. Compre con estilo. JCPenney. Ofertas válidas hasta el 23 de octubre en selección de estilos. Los precios más bajos de la temporada se refiere al periodo del 31 de julio al 23 de octubre. Se excluyen del cupón. Yeah, so yeah, I guess I didn't a little um, Portland history. You were saying that that apparently Hawthorne used to be called Asylum Avenue, which is not I did not know that. I wasn't aware of that until just now. So crazy assholes up here, man. That's why I'm living here. Still though, still, yeah. The name changes. The more names change, the more things stay the same, or something like that. Right. And, you know, now chilling in the fucking yellow room with fucking eight windows. That was yeah. Like polio kids, fucking Sunhaven, uh, back in the day. And it really does feel like we're in a birdhouse for people, though, because the trees are all—they're all right there. They're all right outside the window, and the yellow, for some reason, I don't know. It feels like a birdhousey color. It does. Very much so. Uh, yeah, I like the yellow though, man. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's the yolk, yolk color. Right, man. exactly. It's warming, it's healing, it right. centers you. <laughs> it, it's probably all fucking uh, sun and cigarettes from the polio kid. Was he was probably smoking? Uh, smoking oh sure, it. yeah. It was, it was probably white walls and <laughs> right. Well, yeah, because that was when, like, doctors would prescribe people cigarettes, right? It's good for your lungs. Right. The smooth taste of Chesterfield. <laughs> they they're, they're not good anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I hate to... Listen. <laughs> listen, we have something to... T- <laughs> you gotta back this train up, so... Hold on, what? <laughs> so smoking is not... Some people say. Are, are, are these, pe- these people aren't like, are these paid actors on, on TV? Uh, yeah, Aaron Eckhart uh, okay. did a movie. <laughs> so he was a paid actor. So it was right, so like, who knows, really, right. really. It's probably based off something that might be Sure, true. yeah, it's but, one of those, it's like an Aaron Brockovich thing. Maybe it happened, who knows. But she didn't look like Julia Roberts, that's for damn sure. Yeah. Oh, I feel like a terrible person. Oh, well. Is Julia Roberts? I th- what wasn't that? She was Aaron right. Brockovich. Yeah, she was Aaron Brockovich. I, I didn't see the film. Uh, oh well, yeah, no, but I mean, just uh, because it's based on a true story, but I'm sure Aaron Brockovich didn't statistically even didn't look the same as Julia Roberts. Right. Uh, yeah. I, I'd I'd hope I. I don't know. I mean, I'm not Aaron Brockovich, obviously, man. Sure. I I don't know who would, I'd get cast. Who would cast as me, man? I'd probably get. Uh, if it was right now, right now, I feel like it would. I think Zach, Zach Galifianakis, but he'd have to lose a bunch of weight. Dude, I, I can get him to lose weight, man. I yeah, can, I'm just gonna. I figure. Or part of my budget. Go ahead. Yeah, you, there you go. Or easier, you just gain a bunch of weight. 
I, for 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 the. I try. I try, <laughs> I try I'm trying to gain. Oh, you're life. one of those guys. Yeah, I've been who this just guy can't since I was fucking like my whole life. Yeah. My whole life, like I, I'm the same height, same weight, almost since I was 16. Like, yeah. I just maybe a little. I put on a little bit of weight, but not much. Like yeah, yeah. And that was like at least two or three years ago since I was 16. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it was, yeah. Since. Eighteen and a half now. <laughs> just a couple. Just a couple. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Have you? Oh, speaking of, was Zach in that? I don't think he was in that. But it's all of those other guys. Uh, this is the end. Have you seen? This is the end. Yeah, I did. I just went and saw that uh, with Jeremiah last Friday. Uh, okay. Yeah. What did you think of it? Uh, it was it was okay. Like I I wish. Did you see it? Yeah, I saw it. Okay. So. Spoiler alert for everyone who Woo! Woo! For a cop... Yeah, it's yeah. a comedy. Whatever. Turn it off. <laughs> turn it off, turn it back on, in about uh, 13 minutes when we complete our, our talk about this is the end. So, I'm pissed off that uh, a lot of the smaller characters were only in there for like such a short time. Like, I, I don't like that McLovin and uh, Michael Sarah. Oh, all yeah. Those people all just kind of... Uh, Met there early, early yeah. Death, but it was worth it. But and I liked the part uh, a lot where uh, they decided they're gonna make Pineapple Express too, and they make like the real. Oh right, movie. yeah. Where they do their, they all sort of do their own. Yeah, about the whole that the whole thing was very self-aware. I liked that. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, I think part of the reason they killed all those people off is just because it was it was already an ensemble. Like the main cast is already six people, yeah. and so they got all their friends to it because I think the way that movie got made is just collectively all of those guys have been doing this long enough that they had enough pull between, you know, James Franco and Jonah Hill and Seth Rogen and like all of those guys just collectively have enough pull that they just got the money and got to do whatever they wanted. Yeah. Like, uh, the grown ups, uh, kind of thing. Right. Except not God awful. <laughs> right. Except, <laughs> except, Kevin James isn't in it. Right. <laughs> there's no, there's no Kevin James in that mix. It was, uh, I don't know. I don't know Jonah Hill, the <laughs> the nice character Jonah, and that they all play exaggerated awesome. versions of themselves, right? Like the super nice Jonah Hill. He's yeah. just like, can I help you with anything? Shut up, Jonah. And then he's just like, I want you to die, Jay. <laughs> but. I don't know, and I think part of it, too, is that the only reason that they had so many people is because that a lot of them weren't doing longer parts. Because a lot of those a lot of those guys are either, you know, working comedians or they're actors with projects and stuff like that. So I think the fact that they got some of them for that long, like, I'm sure Aziz couldn't have done, you know, six or eight weeks or months or I don't know how long it takes. I have a degree. I don't know how long it takes to make a movie. <laughs> uh, it's usually about a day and a half and the movie's done. I don't know how long it no, but, like, and I, I just like the fact that, like, they clearly got to do whatever they want. Like, the special effects, when they got to, as a joke for the special effects, spend God knows how many tens of thousands of dollars to make, like, yeah, let's make a 40-foot-long Satan lava cock, yeah. right? And that's a joke. And, like, yeah, I'm sure it's it's realistic to the to the lore or whatever, because in the beginning when he goes... 
Um, I assume they did their research for shit like that, yeah. right? I'm sure they did their research. It's in all the satanic imagery, but also they're like, ha, what if we just make a movie? Because it's about Hollywood, and it's about being famous and being in movies, really. Yeah. So they got to sort of poke fun at that. But, like, honest to God, some special effects guy had to sit there for weeks and, like, make sure the reflection off the 30-foot-long Satan dong was right. Satan lava dong. Right. Exa- and, like, and that was the joke in and of itself. That, like, look, this exists now. Yeah. And, like, that's what I really liked about that movie is just, like, it was them fucking goofing off. Right. And then someone's gonna get paid to fucking make a 30-foot-long Satan lava dick. Right. Exactly. And then everybody gets to see it in... in in theaters everywhere. Right. And, like, just that, that, like, and I'm okay with that being a joke. And that it, it's, it's, it is very inside baseball, the whole thing. You sort of have to be aware of Hollywood and sort of comedy and how, how all of these things interplay, at least to some degree. I think you can enjoy it without it. Yeah. But I think that that movie was sort of aimed at an audience, we're the audience for that movie. Yeah. But, I, I don't know, I liked it a lot. I think that for what, for what they set out to do, it turned out pretty well. And that it was a good disaster movie. Like, it's better than any of the disaster movies that I've seen in the last ten years, or so, for as long as they've been doing disaster movies at this yeah. point. Like, end of, the, end of the world movies. It's like, oh. I don't oh. think I've liked any of those end of the world movies. Right, I, they're I all shit. The and the fact that it was a good comedy and a good end of the world movie at the same time. I'm like, okay, I'm willing to forgive pretty much anything else that's wrong with it at this point. Because, like, there were moments that were genuine, like, I I don't know if they were scary scary, but there was at least some good surprise scary moments with, like, the huge the hellhound or whatever that's just covered in teeth when it comes through the corner when him and, um, the guy from Hot Tub Time Machine, when they go next door to James Franco. Yeah, and they go next door to James Franco's house to, like, get food or whatever, and then the big thing just, like... (gasps) through the wall and I was like in the theater I was like oh Jesus Christ <laughs> and then they went they went back and forth between that so easily they went from like those sort of moments and they're like oh am I gonna die and like the morality was very ham-fisted obviously but yeah. but that they went from that to like just all of those two shots and apparently I heard most of it was improvised but like they just go to those two shots of James Franco and Seth Rogen who've known each other for 20 years at this point or something and like they're just like back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and then like oh no terror it's jonah hill projectile vomiting exorcist style right that must have been fun man. yeah no like it was a fun movie to make and to me i can feel the fun that they had making it and that makes it fun for me to see and like that's all that's really all i need out of out of a piece of entertainment is like did they enjoy doing this yeah then i like it too yeah like, that's why I've never really understood um, exploitation film and people who are, like, really into, like, B-movies that are, like, every everyone's, nobody's having fun doing it and it's just sort of getting cranked out. And like, and that creates a certain aesthetic. Right. And I get that, but, like, I don't, I'm just not a, I, I don't enjoy that at all just because I'm like, none of these people look like they're having fun. <laughs> Give me an example. Um, well, like... I'm not into it, so I don't know any of them specifically. But, like, Tarantino is known for doing uh, exploitation stuff. Like, Pulp Fiction really is... It's in the style of an exploitation movie. Except that, obviously, like, Bruce Willis is a famous, highly paid professional actor, and so... But it's, like, that sort of just, like, super gritty, gory, violent... And a lot of times they were shot on very low budgets in remote locations... 
And um, a lot of times there'd be sort of questions or urban legends as to like, oh, I heard they actually killed somebody doing this movie or like stuff like that. And, you know, they never really did. But people it was that sort of a thing and like but there would be there would be real conflicts and like people would be underpaid and like not get to leave and you'd have crazy producers waving guns around sometimes and stuff and like it was it was yeah it was sort of like the wild west low budget movie area sort of like the mid to late 70s and early 80s when the film school generation people like uh scorsese was making taxi driver or taxi, not taxi driver. Taxi driver is the one with Queen Latifah, isn't no, no, it? No, no, no? no, no that's taxi. That is taxi. Okay. Taxi driver is the, the is the one the hero. the real one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, they're always right next to each other on the show. <laughs> right. They're, they're both they're both hilarious comedies. <laughs> I'm always laughing at uh, Taxi Driver and Queen Latifah. Yeah, post traumatic stress disorder and <laughs> schizophrenia. <laughs> No, I haven't. Oh, was it, who's it? Was it Justin jokes. Long? It might have been, dude. That guy, it was somebody who looked like Justin Long. Was it that? Was it Jimmy Fallon? Oh yeah, it was. It was young Jimmy Fallon who looks like Justin Long. <laughs> and uh, I never saw it. I hope they made a lot of Taxi Driver jokes, man. Like, about, oh, about the about, about the Scorsese the movie. movie? Yeah. yeah, that'd be really. <laughs> Don't worry. Don't have a gun. Just like Queen Latifah saying it, man. Yeah. And I think that would, that would add to it. That's a movie I'd see. I would too, man. It's a recreation of Martin Scorsese's yeah. tactics. <laughs> Sorry, With Queen, Queen, Latifah. Queen Latifah and Jimmy Fallon. But like Jimmy Fallon now. Yeah. And so he's just like, what am I doing here? Like yeah. he has his suit on. <laughs> and it just, yeah, he just stand there. He wouldn't have to say anything. He could just like literally stand there. Yeah, their yeah, their roles have kind of switched since that film was made, right. huh? What is I haven't heard about Queen Latifah much lately. Like I'm sure she's I don't think she MC hammered it. Like I'm sure she, no. she invested well. Yeah, Seemed she, like a sharp cookie. She's had shit from way back, man. Cause she yeah. Rap, rap right. Man. Didn't she win an Oscar for something? Uh, for Taxi. <laughs> <laughs> sure. No, I thought maybe she was nominated for like Chicago or something. I don't remember. Man. Richard Gere was in Chicago. How did that happen? Dude, it's Chicago. <laughs> like, why, it why, worked. Why would Richard Gere be in I don't Chicago? know. Richard Gere's... Oh, he's bizarre. Well, he's... Okay, aside from the fucking hamster and the asshole, is he bizarre? Was that... I hadn't heard about... Was that a, a thing? What? Or a rumor? I'm sorry. What? I don't watch the news. I don't Dude, read celebrity oh, this is gossip. This is no, I'm sure it is, but, like, I don't... I lived in a very isolated place, and, like, nobody in my family cared about any of that stuff, and then I just don't... That's good. Now I just don't read the news. There's this lady... Oh, my God. There's this lady at my office who just reads, like, I don't even know what it is. One of these awful non-news sites, like Yahoo News or something, and just reads it out loud to anybody who will listen to her, but very sincerely. Like, she reads the headlines and actually cares. Like... Oh my god, you guys! Three people were found in a well in Nebraska! And their traumatic ordeal! Can you believe this? It's so... Oh! I just don't know what I would do! And I'm like, nobody gives a shit. This is not news. This is not just, Why aren't you working? Why aren't you fucking... I'm a child, and I am doing more work than you, a grown-ass person who've worked here for god knows how long have done today is stop stop reading us yahoo news nobody you missed your calling as a cnn anchor just 
sounding very sincere about bullshit. Right. But... <laughs> But she actually seems to care about it. She seems to care I about guess. To care about it. I think she genuinely cares about it, which almost bothers me more than anything. Right. Like, if it was a joke and she was just being a dick, then I'd be like, alright, I don't like this, but I understand what you're doing. With this, I'm like, I don't know how you can take... Like, how are you really taking this seriously? Yeah. Do you really think this is a thing? Yeah, this is, this is important, man. This oh my god. late-breaking news, man. Ridiculous. And they're... The, probably get updates tweeted to her phone just like oh no that's the other thing it's like so the office i work in is like i'm it's a 40 or 45 people in the office and i'm one of less than 10 guys in the whole office which is interesting just because usually you know it it it's different than what we're used to as straight white men (laughs) that just being being in any sort of a minority is and like it's not like it's bad it's just like oh this is different but then also, the office is predominantly, yeah, single women over 50. Yep. Um, <laughs> Dude, that's how it was with me. I, I did that. I worked at a Montessori school, and I worked with 11 women who were like, one of them was like a couple of years younger than me, and she was pretty hot, but she had like <laughs> a shitload of kids already. And then like everyone else was like in their 50s, and like most of them were just fucking like... Uh, Reading Yahoo News out loud. <laughs> Getting getting emotionally invested in Yahoo News in order to give right. some sort of meaning to their, right. life. To, to their fucking awesome life of fucking hating being around these little kids and shit. And uh, yeah, dude, being the minority as a white fucking straight male, dude, is a fucking bitch, man. Well, and it's not even like, and I like, and I don't want to sound like I'm complaining about it because obviously, you know, this, that's. The fact that I'm noticing it means it's basically the first time I've ever been in that position, yeah. and so I don't want to. I don't want to complain or anything, but it's just like, yeah, it's like we. Uh, uh, oh, I understand now. I understand what everyone, pretty much anyone who isn't me, is doing all of the time. It's just like putting up with this bullshit all of the time, yeah. and like, and it's not even bad. It's not like I'm discriminated against or anything, but just sort of noticing that that otherness. It's like now I understand, and like, yeah, you under and you understand sort of logically before like you're like okay i know that people are in the minority and they have to deal with sort of the repercussions of that and people being assholes and you do your best not to be an asshole but then just actually being there and like not not having anything bad happen and not but just being in that position where you are not what everyone else is you're just like oh oh i see now (laughs) it's like i i get it i get it <laughs> exactly. It's just like Richard Gere. It's Rich- nothing like Richard Gere. Well, Richard no, Gere has the, probably never been in that position. The, 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 with the hamster and the ass. Oh, like, I see. That's what you hear, like a minority. There's I gotcha. Like not a big group of people who allegedly have put hamsters in their assholes. And right. Yeah, that like removed. Like for some reason, like early '90s, dude. This was like. Something like that, just like circulated around, like right I, out of. I wasn't there. I wasn't near Richard Gere's asshole. Right. I, I didn't. The early '90s equivalent of Yahoo News. Right, yeah. <laughs> Did you know that Weekly Richard World Gere? News? Yeah, exactly. Well, and Tom Cruise was gay, and just like right. they like calling anybody gay. It was sort of it was the last the last gasp of like extremely visible public homophobia right. the late 90s tabloids yeah. just like ah, ah, ah. and then ellen's like also i have this show and i make a skajillion dollars and everyone's like oh i guess that's all right then yeah. or that was i feel like that was that was the beginning of the end ellen ellen getting a tv show may have been the beginning of the end for uh 
for uh, orientation-based bigotry. Yeah. Daytime TV, really. When something gets on day, when something is acceptable on daytime TV, I feel like it's that's 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 the uh, the yardstick for the for the greater part of the American population. <laughs> Once Oprah's down with it, then, right? Exactly. Then you got like fucking at least thirty five percent of the fucking population. Oh sure, yeah, exactly. There is there. I, I I'll say it. I'll say there's at least thirty five percent of people with whatever Oprah says. Fucking is like. Oh yeah, they're on board immediately. Immediately. Board, well, that's. I mean, and they've they've shown that effect. I'm. I I don't even know if I read an article, but there might have been an article. There's Yahoo, probably been an article, Yahoo but yeah, Yahoo News. I was reading this Yahoo News article. <laughs> yeah. They had these great charts, but no, like, and sort of the way somebody they were able to quantify that sort of the Oprah effect by uh, because of the book club, the Oprah book club. So they could show sort of sales of a book, and then when it got, when it was on the show or it was on Oprah's book club, just like this massive spike in sales, like three, four, eight, ten times or more or something. And so they could, it was, it, you were able to really easily quantify sort of the, the breadth of the effect that Oprah has on, on her viewership through that thing. I'm like, yeah, it really is. It's, it's outrageous. Yeah. And she doesn't even have a show anymore. And it's, and still, and still is just like this massive wielder of influence. Oh, dude, they're all on, you're checking Yahoo News waiting for Oprah to Right, say exactly. Be up there, man. Yeah, that's, that, I'm 100% sure that the lady at my office who reads Yahoo News out loud will do anything Oprah tells her to do. Oh, yeah. I'm, 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 like, and she's never said anything about Oprah, but I'm sure. Right. <laughs> I'm absolutely sure. Like, drop it in sometime, just, just drop it yeah. in Yeah, oh, yeah, just like, hey, I heard Oprah said this. Really? Yeah. She just comes to work the next day with, I don't know, armfuls of oranges. I don't know what I told her. Yeah. But... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Oprah said, uh, uh, "Bring bring your employees, uh, em- uh, employees oranges." Every yeah, day. vitamin C is good for your skin, and uh... <laughs> there's a lot of other people who like oranges too. You should, yeah, you should bring them oranges and make the world a better place. Oprah said, "Yeah," and that's the other. And like, the problem is, is I want to be mad at her, and I want to like, Arr! but everything she does is so nice. Yeah, like, but but it's forced. It seems really forced on and very very surface level and like she's the lady who coordinates all the office birthday parties and like is always so many cards i have to sign so many cards like three or four or five cards a week i have to sign cards for people showing up or people leaving or people's birthdays or whatever and it's just and she's the person who runs all of that for office morale but it's like i would feel and like you can't be madder because like yes technically speaking you're doing a nice thing for somebody but everyone is tired of it come to you how full is the card when it gets to you because you're like if i'm the first person on there and like they come to me first uh i just write i just write my name and that's it uh uh-huh. but if i'm last all like i don't want everyone reading like oh hey uh, you know i had a great time working with you yeah i really enjoyed finger blasting you in the <laughs> happy birthday happy yeah. birthday happy birthday and you feel like you have to come up with something right yeah, so if I save it to the end, it might be a little right a little something like this at the beginning, and I'm just like, dude, I don't want to fucking write this and have no one everyone that I finger blasted this copy room. Nobody gets finger blasted in our copy room. It doesn't have doors. Oh, man. It's open floor plan. There's not a lot of... Even the bosses, though. The bosses' offices are all glass, so they're not getting away with anything either. Then you gotta, you gotta hang out in the bathroom. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, that building... Not a good plan. (laughs) 
the whole I had a guy no I had a guy from one of the other offices it was like a law office or something I don't know this super old guy like one of those people all of the offices in this building have people who are only still employed because they've worked there for so long and just nobody's gonna fire them because they've worked there longer than whoever is at the top at this point and they don't probably don't do anything but like you're not gonna fire an old person (laughs) like that's what and they still show up every day and they kind of do something but anyway so i was in the bathroom and some guy from another office not my office I'm standing there at the urinals, right? And your standard protocol, you either look straight ahead or down. Right. If there's somebody, you know, that's that's standard practice. Um, and this guy looks over at me while he's peeing. Not like he's waiting. Like, there's, you can hear it. And he looks over to me and he's like, hey, is it Friday? And I get the days mixed up occasionally, too. Right. And I don't know what day of the week it is. But usually you're only, like, one off. You're either ahead one or behind one. Right. And I look at my phone And I look at this guy and I go, no, it's Tuesday. It was Tuesday. And he's like, is it the end of the week? I'm like, no, no, it was the weekend two days ago. And it's like, yeah, so that guy probably doesn't contribute to the, uh... He's the guy that just constantly walks around with a cup of coffee and, like, uh... Yeah. (laughs) How's it going, Barry? How are you doing? How's the kids? Yeah. He's, yeah. And then it's like everyone thinks he's working, but he's really just, like, the guy that's just going in sort of schmoozing everybody. Sure, and then he just sits at his desk and, like, pretends to check his email for six or eight hours a week. I'm I'm looking to get to that spot one day in, like, some sort of job. Yeah, I mean, it could be worse. (laughs) It could be worse. He probably had suspenders on. (laughs) Belts? I'm too old for belts. Fuck this shit. Carry a briefcase with, like, absolutely nothing important in it. Just, uh, just carry it, man. Just yeah, I don't even... He didn't even seem like he had it that together. Like, if he'd had coffee, he might have known... Maybe that's what it was. The coffee machine in their office was broken, and he didn't have his coffee, and suddenly, after running on coffee and cigarettes for 35 years, yeah. he doesn't get his cup of coffee and doesn't know where he is all of a sudden. I maybe I should give him the benefit of the doubt, at least. Very fucking possible. <laughs> Could be he's great at mortgage annulment standardization yeah. or whatever the fuck. Everything in that building, like this, it's so hard to describe to people what I do. And I think everybody in that building has a job like that, where it's just like, oh, three words somebody strung together. Yeah, that's a thing, I guess. That people, because people are always like, what do we do? We, what do we do in America? Do we make anything in America anymore? What do we? And as far as I can tell, we make movies, we make music. And then we're just middlemen for everything else, yeah. right? Like, that's what lawyers are. Middlemen are, or lawyers are middlemen between the public and the government. And then what we do, it's part of shipping, but we never see or touch the cargo, so we're middlemen between people who are buying things and people who are selling things. But we're, it's even more than that, because, like, the shippers are the middlemen, right? Because they're taking it in the middle from the people who make it at one end to the people who get it at the other end. And then we're just, like, on a third, we're on the x-axis, just, like, hovering above the whole thing. But I feel like that's a lot of it's like, oh, yeah, somebody, what do you do? I work for a company that makes spreadsheets for the medical insurance assistance industry. <laughs> so it, oh, okay. It's like the show The Office, like, where, uh, like, you have the, the office upstairs and the fucking, uh, the warehouse downstairs. But it's not even that. Like, where I, there is no warehouse. But where the warehouse I, is the... the 
Oh, yeah, sure. You were saying, like, the, the big picture of... Uh, right, it's like, yeah, like, like that, but then it's even, like, everything people do, like, in that building there, the whole, this, like, you know, 15 or 20 floors, everyone who does anything in that building, I'm sure, is, like, six steps removed from any actual job, you know, that, like, a kid would come up with in elementary school, you know? Yeah. Like, doing, like, there's a doctor, and then there's, and then there's medical insurance, right, that pays, and then there's, like, someone who works in an industry that does something that helps the industry that makes insurance work. So, like, you're, like, doctor, that's a job, everybody knows what that is, but you're like, oh, no, I work in this. It's just like, oh, but that's, I feel like that's what we do in America. I mean, and there are all of the other things, there's doctors and, and, you know, people who work in fast food restaurants, and but, like, a lot of it, it seems like it's just call centers and, like, making spreadsheets to make spreadsheets for people who do a thing to help somebody who actually does a job. <laughs> right. And it's bring it, bring it together, man. Yeah. Bring it together for everyone. Synthesis. Yeah. The American synthesis economy. Yeah. That's, that's what we do now. Should but write a book. There you go. And that's, that's the title. That's the ti- I should write a book. That's the title. That's the title of my first album. I should write a book. Listen, you should, I got some good ideas. You need to. I'm gonna write them down. You're gonna. You're gonna love them. You're gonna love my idea. I should write a book. Is what I'm saying. My book. My book will be called Book. It'll be funny if I ever. If it'll be really funny. This is getting way too ahead of myself. But if I do record an album and I do call it, I should write a book. And then I actually write a book. What am I gonna call the book? <laughs> Yeah, either that or this is the book. <laughs> Here's the book. Yeah. <laughs> From the joke I made about the album. Or, the <laughs> or just this is a book, and then the cover of the book is a picture of the album. Oh, yeah. Yeah, speaking of, speaking of three steps removed yeah. and being meta, even, even comedy, nothing is safe, nothing is sacred in this country. <laughs> even comedy is three steps removed from itself. And that was This Is The End, it's commentary on itself, and that was, I'm trying to think of the other things we talked about. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anal fisting, anal fisting is three steps removed from Richard Gere, because we weren't there, we don't know what happened, we're hearing about it eighth hand from Yahoo News and the yeah. lady in my office. Yeah. Exactly. So really, maybe this is where we're supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think this is where we are and where we're where we're supposed to be, and and we'll carry on, we'll carry on being middlemen. Somebody's got to do it. That's right. <laughs> All right, fucking. Uh, you say what you want to say. Say anything more you want to say. Or do you have? I'm, I'm disconnecting you. And, do you have? An, do you have a? Is there? A, do you have like a closing? Do you have a phrase? Do you have a thing? Is there a bit? No, man. No, there's no, no thing. No, you can, you can say whatever you okay. want. This, this is America, man. This is America. This is America. This is, uh... That's true. Yeah, it's like two loud crew, man. Say wherever the fuck you want, man. Uh, it's <laughs> up right there. That's... <laughs> yeah. Two, two... Live from the crew of two people in the birdhouse, this is America. Cool. Thank you very much, everyone. Peace out, dogs. <laughs> 
Aprovecha los precios más bajos de la temporada de JCPenney. Como toallas de baño Home Expressions Quick Dry a solo $4.88. Y encuentra aún más ahorros en botas para damas y jeans para él y ella de marcas como St. John's Bay, Mutual Weave, Arizona y más. Comenzando en $21.88 cada uno. Compre con estilo. JCPenney. Ofertas válidas hasta el 23 de octubre en selección de estilos. Los precios más bajos de la temporada se refiere al periodo del 31 de julio al 23 de octubre. Se excluyen del cupón. 